go. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of On the Mark Sports Talk with your host, Mark, with a C. How is everybody? Good. Great, Mark. Mark. How are you? Good. Very good. I'm doing pumping blood, feeling good today. This is show number 108. Kanahara. You know, there's going to be numbers that I never heard of before when we get to the high digits there, you know, because I only know a certain number of numbers. (laughs) And... uh, I, I, I attribute that to the New York City school system. They only taught me, uh, well, when we get to those numbers, you'll tell me what number we're up to. So everyone's doing okay today, I assume, right across America. We're doing all right? Yes. yes. No. What's happening out in California America. these days? Howie? Howie? I don't know if he's there yet. Is he there? He's frozen. Howie froze. He's frozen. Okay, we're assuming uh, it's okay there. Atmospheric, atmospheric conditions, probably. Roger, are you in uh, New York or you're in uh, Jersey? Roger. He's muted. Roger, you're muted. I know. I'm getting there. <laughs> okay, how, where are you now? You home? There he is. I'm in New Jersey, Mark. Ah, so how is New Jersey? That's what I want to talk about. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Not that different than New York. Man, <laughs> a few words. And how's Pennsylvania doing there, Stephen? Pennsylvania is super. We had uh, for dinner. We have a lobster special. Today's oh, we'll lobster be right special. over, Steve. Right. <laughs> we'll be right there. Five hours for an eight ounce lobster tail. Well, I'm, I hope you enjoy it. I can't stand the thing, so but you, you can enjoy it there. Yeah, Fred. No, I was going to say if you want, I got a little breaking news about the Yankees. I want to give us some breaking news about the Yankees right now. Mantle is back. They got Juan Soto, right? Yankees have signed former Cardinal Matt Carpenter and put him on the active roster. Oh, yeah? Matt Carpenter. Okay. Just got got it from my my son. How old is Carpenter? I don't know. He could put the ball in play and play a little infield for you. He's on the active roster. Who did they they drop? I don't know. My son didn't tell me. I will find out. Maybe he's okay. 36. He's 36. Okay, but he still could play. <laughs> anyway, put it on your calendars next week, boys and girls. We are going to have a uh, a special guest. Special guest coming on uh, next week. Michael Pollock, the uh, play-by-play announcer of the Long Island Ducks is going to join us for the second time. He came on in the early days of the show back in 2020. And I'm sure he can talk about um, the Long Island Ducks. They're a little below 500 now. They have a strange uh, uh, league, the Atlantic League. They play two halves. So they play a certain number of games, half the schedule, and they get a winner. Then they play. Everything gets uh, reset to zero wins, zero losses, and they start all over again and play another half a season. And the two winners in the one division have two divisions play against the two divi- two winners in the other division. Then they have their playoffs. Didn't they do that in 1981 in the major leagues when there's a strike? I think it was 94 yeah. in the majors. Oh, no, 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 that was another time. I just remember it. to be on next week to hear uh, Michael because the more people we have, it you know looks good. Looks good to, yeah. to have a, a nice uh, group. I want to go on to Gerald's numbers report this week, sponsored by Borscht. 
<laughs> Show number 108. What do you have this week, uh, Gerald? Uh, this week, we're highlighting the 1954 Major League season. Well, I'm going to first go over the stats, I'm, and then I'm, I'll I'm, expound I'm upon right the World Series somewhat. Uh, uh, batting average, Bobby Avila. 341, Cleveland Indians, Willie Mays, Giants, 345, home runs, Larry Doby, Cleveland, 32, Ted Klazuski of the Red Legs, not the Reds, the Red Legs, 49, on base percentage, Ted Williams, 516, Richie Ashburn, Phillies, 442, by the way, Ted Williams had the highest career on base percentage ever at 482 uh wins bob lemon and mike garcia 23 robin roberts phillies 23 um in the world series cleveland lost to the joints four to nothing notwithstanding that they were highly favored uh in that season the giants uh, actually, Cleveland won 111 out of 154 games at a 721 winning percentage, which is the highest in modern day baseball. And their pitching staff, uh, their four top pitchers, Mike Garcia, early win, Bob Feller and Bob Lemon had a combined winning percentage of 728. Also, I believe is an all time record in the modern era. Um Wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Willie Mays' great catch off of Vic Wirtz in 1954. Uh, of course, his, his cap flew off his head. And Willie explained that he believed in showmanship. And he did two things to that end. One, he developed the basket catch, which was unique. And two, he told the equipment manager, whenever you order a cap for me, make sure it's one size too small. So the cap will come off when I'm in motion. <laughs> so that was kind of interesting. Joe Adcock had four home runs and a double. I remember the game fairly vividly. And it's and, it, and uh, the fifth, uh, the double, which uh, came after the four home runs, as I recall, was very close to being a home run. He would have been the first player ever to have five home runs in the game. <laughs> And he had a total of 18 bases, which I think was a record at that time. On uh, May 4th, the Phillies and Cardinals set a record, later broken by using combined 42 players during an 11-inning game. In a, this is interesting and ironic. In a May 2nd doubleheader, Stan Musial established a record, five home runs in a doubleheader. In the stands for that game was eight-year-old Nate Colbert. Mm who was present for the doubleheader and he became the only player in major league history to tie Stan's record of five home runs in a doubleheader. And th this one, I'll, I'll conclude with this. And I, and I'm fascinated with this players were not allowed to leave their gloves on the field in late 1953 and all of 1954. And thereafter, I don't know if you guys are aware, but, Players were allowed to leave their gloves on the field. First baseman and third baseman left the gloves in foul territory. Pitchers and catchers walked off the field with the gloves. The others left the, the, their gloves on the field and occasionally jackets. And there was an incident way back when where a ball got lost in the sleeve of a jacket and, and the hitter had a home run. 
and they couldn't find the ball for quite a while. So that that <laughs> that rule is beyond my comprehension. How they ever allowed that to happen in the first place? That is my report, guys. Thank you. Before, that was before my time, but you, you always saw movies about people uh, players leaving their their sure. gloves on the field. We've seen that in movies, yeah. and as kids. I think we did that too while we were playing, uh, you know, choose up softball or whatever, or stickball, and, and you had gloves and you just left it where you play it. We did that. That's cool. You know, the Ted Klazuski thing. I read this a couple of weeks ago. Um, do you remember in the, I'm going to guess it was the 50s, maybe the early 60s, the Reds and the Pirates had uniforms that looked like Softball uniforms, yes, with right. the color. Right. I, I heard they did that for Ted Klazuski. Oh, oh the was show. Mm. Well, he always cut off his sleeves. He cut the sleeves that. off, but in honor of him, I heard they all. That's how they they, they dressed. Wow, <laughs> interesting. Can I ask Sherry a question about 1954? Uh, yeah. The pitchers, the pitchers on the Cleveland Indians. How many of the four starters won 20 games? I think they Three. most of them. I think just about all of them, and and Mike, incidentally, be all three, of, three of the four starters that I mentioned made the Hall of Fame. Mike, Garcia I don't think Fella not. won twenty games. I'm sorry, I don't think Fella won. Fella didn't win twenty. Game. The other three did. Oh. You can check it out. He was trying to wind down. And it yep. Who was it? Garcia, Garcia, Lemon, Lemon Early Win, Lemon, Bob Lemon. What, what were their ERAs? That's what's important. The the, the uh, those days it wasn't important. The RERAs were, were, were not 1.12. I think they were no. in the threes. But they apparently they had some very good hitting. And uh, I don't know how quickly I can get that, but we're looking up Bob Feller right now, right? Yeah, but uh, you know what? You mentioned uh, getting the four home runs. That was four home runs in one game or a doubleheader? Yeah. What was it? Four one home game. runs in one game. Yeah. And one game. And that wasn't the game that he hit a ball in the uh, Polo Grounds center field, was it? No, no I don't think so. But no. he did. He's one of those people who hit yeah. in the uh, center field bleachers. I think Lou Brock did also. Yeah, Lou Brock did too. Surprisingly, you know Surprisingly wasn't known for that much power, yeah, but he yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, famous guy. I think he's gone, Joe Adcock. You can yeah. check on that. Did he, did he do that in Ebbets Field? Yes. I think it was Ebbets Field. By the way, yeah. Bob Lemon, Bob Lemon in 1954 was 23 and seven with a 2.72 ERA. Right. Pretty damn good. How many the same Bob Lemon Gerald? who managed the Yankees? Yep. I, I, don't, right. know, I don't know. Is, if Gerald, is, I don't know if Gerald remembers. Uh, he might have been uh, too young at the time, but our parents took us to Prospect Park and we were listening on the radio to that very game. Wow. Here's, wow. here's a quick story about Bob Lemon. Bob right, Lemon, as you may know, managed the Yankees twice. So <laughs> some newspaper reporter asked him, would you be willing to manage the Yankees a third time? And he said, the only time you'll ever read about me will be in the obituary column. I'll have nothing to do with managing. So he was pretty <laughs> definitive about that. Yeah. He was a great hitter, too, Bob. Yeah. Lemon. Yes, he Good started out as well. Right, 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 right. He was. But you know what? In all the years, you know, we remember him as a Yankee manager. At least I do. And I'm sure you guys do. I can't picture his voice. Well, sometimes you can, like, remember voices in your head. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 
Yeah. He's you know, also a very good hitter. I say Billy Martin in your head, you could get him figure what he sounded like, right? Right. Okay. A little, little story, Mark, very quickly about Bob Lemon. Okay, real quick. Bob Lemon came up initially as a third baseman, played some center field. Uh, his hitting skills were not that good. He did pitch in the Navy. Some players, including Ted Williams, said he's a damn good pitcher. And uh, the Cleveland manager picked up on that and switched him from a position player to the bullpen in the middle of, of July of 1947, I believe it was. You'll never, ever see that again in the major leagues, ever. Right. And, you know, uh, they had Al Rosen. Didn't they have Al Rosen? Maybe that's yeah. right. Yeah. And, and, and I think that manager was Bobby Avila. Bobby Avila. Bobby Avila. Lou, Lou okay. Boudreau was the man. Lou Boudreau, for most of his career, was a player manager. And the story went that they wanted him to concentrate on shortstop and not be a manager. And they said to him, you want to be a manager? Get us a World Series. And he did, 1954. Yeah, yeah, I heard that story. Okay, thank you for your report there. Luke Easter was first base. Uh, 1954, and we look forward to 1955. I don't think he was managing in 54. Yeah, yeah. No, he was, was it Al Lopez, Lopez, the manager? Al Lopez. Al Lopez. Al Lopez is right. Al Lopez. Lopez. Yeah. Boudreau yeah. was 48, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. lost to the Cardinals. Yeah. We right. talked about Al Lopez winning uh, twice and losing twice. Okay, so next week, 1955. All right, beep beeps. Only beep beep I have is if you watched the Met game yesterday, that starting pitcher, Thomas Zapuki, Swapaki, <laughs> wherever he pronounces his name. Uh, nine runs, four home yeah. runs he gave Tough up. Game. Tough game. I don't know if we'll ever see him again. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, I don't think his so. S-W-A-P-U-C-K-I definitely fits the category of the beep beep strange unusual names in sports. Okay, let's happen. What happened on this day in sports? Uh, well, as I usually do, I pick a, a day or so before the actual today being May 26th. On May 23rd, which was this past Monday in 1901, the Cleveland Blues, which eventually became the Indians, <clears throat> scored nine mm -hmm. runs in the ninth inning after two were out <clears throat> to beat Washington Senators uh, 14 to 13. Something the Mets did a few weeks ago, right? But not Nance Gordon. And they almost did it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, they came, took the lead and then blew it. Yeah. yeah. That was this week. That was yeah. this week, yeah. All right. And, and today, May 26th, a couple of things I, I highlighted. In 1916, there was a, um, a player for the Giants. His name was Benny K-A-U-F-F. Cuff of the Giants. He was picked off three times. <laughs> by the same pit Boston pitcher in one game. Did he ever play another game? <laughs> Giants went on and won that game anyway for their 14th straight road game. Uh, but imagine being picked off. First, once you got to go back with your head between your legs. He had to do it two other times. <laughs> At least he got on base, though. Got on base, yeah. I don't know how he got on base. Uh, 1930. The year my mother was born, 
Uh, Cleveland player Joe Sewell, who only struck out three times in 353 at-bats during the season, struck out twice in one game against uh, the White Sox. Doesn't say, you know, this time of year it would not be the, uh, the World Series. 353 probably as of now. Didn't explain themselves for this particular. No, it has to be for the season. Why? Why is the season over? It's May. No, but I'm saying the 353 was probably for the whole season. Is that bats for the whole season? Struck out twice in the same game on this day. 1996, (laughs) the White Sox, Chicago White Sox, become the 16th team, the 16th team in American League history. Hit four home runs in one inning. I ask you a question. 1996. Can you think of the four White Sox who hit four home runs in Frank Thomas inning? Tommy. Frank Thomas is one. Tommy. No. No. Uh, I give you some hint. One guy's in the Hall of Fame, and we always say he don't belong in the Hall of Fame. Harold Baines. Harold Baines is two. One was a uh, a third baseman. And he managed the White Sox and the Mets. Ventura. No, Robin, Robin, Ventura. Robin Ventura. And that they hit three in one inning. Wow. And then a Chad Cruda later in the mm-hmm. same inning. Very Robin nice. Ventura managed the Mets. 1997, no, Sammy no. Sosa of the Cubs and the Pirates, Tony Womack, who played for the Yankees, remember, uh, later in his career, each hit inside the park home runs in the same inning. One in the top half of the inning and one in the bottom half of the inning. I That's thought exciting. that was interesting, too. And on this day in 2002, Derek Jeter. Everyone loved Derek Jeter, I think. Got his 2000th hit. Does anyone remember what kind of hit it was? Swinging bunt or something? Well, he swung, <laughs> hit a little dribble at the third oh. base. <laughs> like oh, an infield man. hit. Oh. That's a hit. And he, and he got his 2000s hit. Looks like yeah. a drive in the box. Yeah, Ron. Well, yesterday was the Mark Messier, we will win tonight <laughs> game. Right. Where right. he says, we'll win tonight against the Devils. And he goes out in the third period and has a hat trick. Now, the big <laughs> thing about that game was the uh, Rangers were losing 2 nothing until the end of the second period when Alexei Kovalov scored the goal. That made it two to one, which was probably a big turning point of the game. And Messier took over in the in the third, and the rest is history. There you go. There you go. And they got a game tonight, right? We'll talk mm, about yes. that in a second. Yep. Okay. Uh Michael, your weekly rant. You have something this week? Oh, yes, a lot. A Let lot. me tell you, you're sponsored by Cat Good. <laughs> oh, okay. Cat Good. Uh, Actually, originally I was going to speak about the problems I have with Boone, and he's letting too many players play without hustling. Hicks is one. Uh, LeMahieu, Stanton do not does not run to the bases as fast as I want. But other things have come up, so uh, I would rather touch upon that. Of course, I have a lot of injuries. The Weisegar yeah. and the aforementioned Stanton and uh, Green, who's going on Tommy John, and, and all of those problems. But two things that I wanted to discuss. Number one is probably so proud of this guy. I don't know if anybody watched the uh, last Baltimore game 
It was an 11 inning game. The Yankees have been scuffling for a while. And Trevino, Jose mm-hmm. Trevino, he hit a home run that game. He hit a uh, an RBI base hit. And then in the 11th inning, he gets up and he hits the walk off game, the walk off base hit to win him the game. He runs around the bases. He points to God and thanks God, of course. And he comes into the arms of his fellow teammates and they jump up and down. They throw beer and water, whatever else they throw on him. And Ryan Rucco, the announcer, grabs him and says to him, uh, Jose, how did it feel? What was it like? You know, it was incredible, wasn't it? And this was this what impressed me the most. Trevino answered after a sigh. He said, first, I want to start by saying my thoughts and prayers go with everybody in Texas. Mm-hmm. I had the wherewithal to say that. It just... And also, I didn't realize what an articulate guy he is. So, uh, very, very, very impressive. And in my country, we call that a mensch. And uh, yeah. I wish him well. I hope he has a great career and a great season. Michael, didn't he play for Texas? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was and, and, he, and he's also from Texas. Yeah. Right. And Texas means a lot. Uh, but I want to give my slant on an incident that has been taking place ongoing. And that's the entire Josh Donaldson mm-hmm. and... Uh, <laughs> Anderson situation. God's honest truth. Um, what I, I first of all, both of them are great ball players. They're wonderful ball players. I wouldn't mind having them both on my team. If they were both on my team, just like Cole and, and Donaldson, they would have made up and they would have been fine. But that has not happened and it has been handled in my mind very, very poorly. As most of you know, <sighs> Donaldson was uh, Donaldson was suspended. He had to apologize up and down. A couple of times already. He apologized again today, which was all right. But back in the day, could you imagine if Anderson played in the days of Billy Martin? And Billy Martin really would have given Billy Martin, if he knew you were sensitive, he would have given it to you like you wouldn't want to believe. So, and I actually I read that earlier this season, Anderson was suspended for having a disagreement with uh, a fan. Uh, the year before, he had a problem with an umpire. So he's no choir boy, he's a hot tempered <laughs> fella. And in all honesty, in my opinion, okay, this is my opinion, Larusa, who uh, initiated the racist word, Anderson, who's had his past, and Donaldson, if you're going to suspend, suspend all three of them, which will never happen. So in my opinion, again, if Manfred was a little bit more creative, he would have made them publicly apologize, maybe even during a mutual off day in uh, Times Square, they could have had everybody and he could have shaken hands. And my dream, if you were a little creative, what they could have done is continue discussing it in the papers and the news and all the stations. And then at the end of the year, Major League Baseball should have signed <coughs> a sports and get Anderson and Donaldson to go all over to the malls and stuff and sell their tickets and things like that and be creative and be entertaining about baseball. And that's something that they never did. And I was very, very disappointed that only Donaldson, and of course, is anti-Yankee, of course, I'm prejudiced with the Yankees. And uh, I, I felt that that was uh, not the way things are. But then again, you know, uh, this day and age, you have to have a, a way of speaking to other members who have different, ineth- in, ineth- how do you say the word? Uh, different ethnics, right? Uh, different religions, different races. And it's yeah. a different time. You have to be very careful. But I really think that uh, it could have been handled better. And that's my rant for today. That's right. Michael. Go Michael. ahead, uh, Stephen. Go ahead. Didn't uh, Anderson say he was the modern day Jackie Robinson? 
Yes. He said he, he had an article in uh, Sports yeah. Illustrated two years ago, and he said he's the modern-day Jackie Robinson, which he is not. You know, he's a very good ball player. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, so what's so bad about bad. Donaldson calling him Jackie? But he, Donaldson he called him Jackie. himself Jackie. Right, right. Yeah. And uh, it was really blown out of proportion. La Russa. started to say the racial thing. And La Russa called, like called it racist and racial. And uh, it was and Manfred also is chicken. He doesn't know how to handle things. No, he right. doesn't. He apologized, but he's still appealing his suspension. Right. He had apologized twice already. He apologized. Yeah, I keep hearing every day. Apologize. Yeah. Uh, Ron. Yeah. Well, one thing. What I'm thinking of, if he is, if he does consider himself the modern day Jackie Robinson, how come Jackie Robinson went through a hell of a lot worse than he did, <laughs> and and didn't say a word, right, right, and took it, but this guy took it personally. So you know what? Don't call yourself that if you can't stand up to it. Yeah. Right. I mean, Tim Anderson's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. You think the Yankees are going to go after him? <laughs> Why not? Good ball Why player. Uh, Joe. Yeah, well, Jackie Robinson, you know, it was a different era. You had a lot of racism in baseball in the early days of Jackie Robinson. He had to take a lot of it. And that was the reason he was chosen, because he said he would take it. But after the second or third year, he didn't take it anymore. That's one thing. Um, this is it. We're in different times now. You can't uh, you can't do anything like that. You can't uh, you can't say it. I think obviously a black guy could have said it to him, but no, he wasn't going to take it from a white guy. Yeah, it was it was. It, well, I don't think it was racist. I think it was just stupid. Stupid it was. Don't the ball players? I don't. I, I don't think he meant it as a racist comment. It was just it was a joke, and it was it didn't come off. It it just didn't it just didn't come off. But you want to know something in schoolyards, in sandlots, and baseball all over the place? If you knew a guy was sensitive, you go after him. I'm not me, but I'm saying there's a there's somebody an agitator. We'll go after him. It happens all of, all the time in football and basketball. Yeah. And if you're a sensitive guy, you go ahead. That's the way the world Yeah, but those works. football football and basketball are two predominantly black sports. Baseball has been hemorrhaging, you know, for mm. black black players for a long time. And I think Manfred is very sensitive toward that. And I think that's probably mm. one of the reasons that he did it. Oh, sure. The sport, the sport, and, and actually, needs, the sport could sport needs uh, more black players. I'm hoping, you know, we'll get them at some point. Right. And basically, Anderson is a good guy. He's taking kids. He's done charity work. He's taking yeah. kids to uh, museums and things like that. They're, they're both both players you wouldn't mind having on your team. Right. You know? He's leading the league in hitting, I believe, right now. Yeah. All right, Gerald. I want to make two comments. The trash talk that goes on in the NBA mm -hmm. is, uh, is a lot worse. And uh, right. when you consider it, Jackie Robinson for two years was told by Branch Rickey, you're right. not going to fight back. The third year, he said, you can start fighting back. The second thing is I wanted to correct myself regarding Lou Boudreau. The Cleveland Indians won the World <laughs> Series in 1920 and 1948. In 1948, Lou Boudreau was the player manager of the Indians. 48, not 54. Right. Okay. Thank you, uh, Michael, for that uh, inside report. And Howie, <laughs> you got your internet back. Yeah. Okay, yeah, the last, West, last West Coast Report this week is sponsored by the Internet. Tennis elbow. <laughs> tennis elbow. <laughs> yeah, I'm choking. I got three quick things. Um, well, I, well, they're big things, but I'll make it quick. 
Uh, Frankie Montez, right-handed pitcher for the Oakland A's, won 13 games last year, uh, is drawing interest. Uh, can you say New York Mets? <laughs> they uh, certainly the Mets. I'm waiting for that. From the Mets, the Yankees, somebody. the Twins, and the White Sox. Um, he's his contract is guaranteed through 2023, so uh, he he's likely to be a, a, a you know a trade candidate. Uh, the thing about uh, there was an article out here about uh, Aaron Judge and that. Uh, if the Yankees don't uh, give him what he wants, he could sign somewhere else. And don't, don't count on, don't count out the Giants as a team that would go after him. Usually, the Giants do not like to give long-term contracts. However, given the fact that Judge is from this area, he was born in Linden, uh, California, which is inland. Uh, but the Giants did go after Bryce Harper. And lost out to Harper to the Phillies only because Harper wanted to stay on the East Coast. Uh, and the other thing is down in Anaheim, the, uh, the Angel ownership, Artie Moreno, what they're trying to do is buy the stadium and the land that's on. And if you've ever gone to the stadium, the gay stadium in Anaheim, the parking lot is a mess. <laughs> It's, there's over 150 acres of land. And so what Moreno's probably thinking of doing is maybe building a new park there with, you know, kind of what the A's want with uh, buildings and uh, shopping centers and whatever. And uh, anyway, the Anaheim City Council voted the possible sale, turned it down. Uh, the the Angels are leased through 2029 at the stadium, so more will come. But that's what they they're looking at. There's also talk that if that doesn't come to pass, they're looking at the possibility of building a stadium in Long Long Beach, right in the water. Now, How far is that? Harbor. From that stadium, uh, it's up it's up to L.A. It's a good. 40 minute drive. Yeah. More if you're in traffic. Isn't that right, isn't that right near Disneyland, Howie? Yeah. Anaheim, yeah. sure. In fact, Disney yeah, owned, yeah, yeah. Uh, owned the team before Moreno bought it. <coughs> yeah. yeah. But there is no, Anaheim is the county seat of Orange County, but it's not a big, wait a minute, is it the county seat? Yeah. But the, but it's not a big city, just spread out suburb. Uh, so, uh, you know, if that doesn't work out for them, I can see them moving closer to LA proper, and that's Long Beach. Yeah. I, I saw a fact that there, it's like a little question for you guys six teams that have won 2,000 plus games at their current stadiums. Hmm. Their current stadiums. So the Angels was one of them, which is an old stadium. Who are the Cubs. other five, you guys? Dodgers. Cubs. Cubs. Dodgers. Red Sox. Red Sox. Dodgers. Dodgers. Come on. Uh, Cubbies. How about the Cubbies? We said the Cubbies. We mentioned the Cubs. Cleveland? 
Astro, Houston. No. no. St. Louis? They're in that, that park, park not, not a long time. Who? Cincinnati Reds. No. No. That no. stadium is fairly new. Not Crosley Field. Uh, Oreos? No. No. Cardinals. No. No. I was going to guess the uh, A's in their ballpark. Uh, that uh, been in that ballpark uh, forever. And they had the Royals. The Royals just I mean, made wow. 2,000 uh, uh, wins this past week. <laughs> All right, thank you, Howie, for that report. And now we're up to stories by Larry from Fairfax, Virginia, sponsored by Tire Irons. I think with the French (laughs) Open going on right now, you have stories Uh, about tennis. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, good. good. My story is entitled, Tennis Was First for Snobs and Later for the Masses. It has three parts. First, the origin of tennis. The term tennis originates from a French word, T-N-E-Z, tene, meaning hold or receive. In the early 13th century in France, Louis X was known to play a handball game of tennis. During the 17th century, the use of rackets and nets emerged for the sport. Second, tennis started out for snobs. In the 19th century, the upper classes in Europe and America chose to play tennis for several reasons. They had the discretionary income, the time to play the sport, and found it useful for social and business networking. Tennis remained somewhat staid and upper class as recently as the 1970s. This is when Arthur Ashe mm-hmm. played the ultimate sportsmanship, courtesy, and politeness at the West Side Tennis Club in Forest Hills. <clears throat> Third, later tennis appealed to the masses. With the emergence of Jimmy Connors and John McEnroe in the 1980s, tennis became loud, profane, <laughs> aggressive, and rude. <laughs> this vulgarity continued with images, everything, Andre Agat Agassi, and the in your face toughness of the Williams sisters. There can be no doubt that these modern day tennis players caught the eye of the masses, and television and the Olympics solidified the popularity of tennis for the masses. That completes my story for this week. Thank you. I still think you have to be rich to be a successful tennis player. Start young, all those lessons that these kids take. You just can't uh, do it on your own, I don't think. All right, thank you for that story. And we're up to hockey. The hockey. hockey. And we're up to Fred. Give biggest us the hockey sto- report. Biggest story in New York now going on. Biggest sports story. <clears throat> Rangers tied at two. Have a tough game tonight against Carolina, who is and 6-0 at home in the playoffs. Of course, they haven't lost. They haven't won a game on the road. It's going to be tough. The Rangers played Carolina tough in the first two games, but just couldn't put the puck in the net. Carolina's tough defense to stop them. The Rangers looked really good at home. They can get, they need to steal a win in Carolina to have any chance of um, of advancing. They looked really good two games ago. Let's see what happens tonight. Should be a, should be an excellent game. I, yeah, I, okay. I have a, ahead, a thing about I have a feeling that Shesterkin is in the Hurricanes' heads 
right now. Because so. number one, the first round against Boston, they weren't playing against Shesterkin. Right. Okay. Number two, I don't know if you guys realize the two games at the Garden, Shesterkin faced 74 shots and gave right. up two goals. Right. That he he's just simply amazing. He's the Vesna Trophy winner definitely prop this year, and he's up for the Hart Trophy too. And like Fred said, you know if we score the first goal tonight and Shesterkin stones a few of uh, the Canes players, you never know what could happen. I mean, game game the other night, especially that first goal was a beautiful beautiful pass from a cop. I think it was the Vetrano. What a beautiful play. Rangers got to, you know, play their game. I mean, the Hurricanes, not hockey. Sometimes the home ice advantage, not only with the crowds, but you know, the casual hockey fan might not realize this, but it's also a big advantage to have the last line, last um, change of players on ice. That's a that's a big advantage to it. You, you can want you can have a better idea how you want to line up, and I mean. I think the Rangers have a lot of confidence. They've come from behind a lot the whole year. And I have confidence that they can do it tonight and come back Saturday night to hopefully win a game six. Well, I feel that uh, I'm watching the games and being a hockey fan for a long time. And the Rangers this year finally have a team that has speed. Yeah. Years past, they never had the speed that they have now. That's on the positive side. They lost those two games. Uh, in, in initially in this series because the defense was not as sharp. And one of the key factors also is they don't win face-offs. Right, exactly. The face-offs yeah. is That's a disaster, and I don't yeah. understand it. That's been a problem with them for a long time, Huge. not just this year. Yeah, but but it's really, yeah. you know, shown itself in this series. Yeah, I mean, it has. You know, and the, the defense, you know, shabby. Why does he have to face 74 shots in a game? And Zabanagrad is the worst with the uh, face-offs. Yeah. yeah, Stephen. Fred, yeah. another home ice advantage. Aren't the uh, rinks different sizes? No, that no, no. Yeah. I think the uniform. Yeah. I think, I think years ago when there was six teams, it used to be some rinks were couples were smaller, but I think now they're they're all uniform. Yeah, the well, the, uh, the Bruins right, were famous. Yeah, Boston Guard exactly. In Boston right. Guard, that Boston. Was smaller ring. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You see, the thing that's happening with the Rangers, they're growing up right before our eyes. You know, the uh, Lafreniere line, I mean, they're very, very young. They call that the kid line, yeah. right? And uh, yeah. like like uh, the speed is like, uh, I've never seen the Rangers this fast. And they also have the intimidation factor with Ryan Reeves. I mean, nobody could uh, come close to him as far as uh, fighting is concerned. But I have all the things going. And something I, I like to do, I don't know if you guys do, uh, uh, Kenny Albert and uh, Sam Rosen do the play-by-play uh, -play on the radio, and they're more uh, the home announcer that you could be accustomed to. And uh, somehow it seems that it sinks. So if you want to just shut your sound and listen to yeah. uh, some hometown announcers, it's nice. I sometimes yeah. do that. But I, I do say I, I enjoy listening to Sean McDonough. I think he's very good. We're, we're great for our on the series. But I'm, our yeah. man Adam Fox is having some Stanley Cup playoff. Yeah. You yeah. know? Uh, and isn't he leading in points? He's got like 13 points already. I'm not sure. I haven't looked at I think at that this. was yeah. the comment that they made. Um, you know, as a defenseman, he's, he's just all over the place. He's just incredible. 
Another shocker for me in the hockey playoffs with you got Florida who, who won the President's right. Cup as the best team in, in this year. I think um, losing in four games to Tampa Bay. Yeah. Well, the, the, the President's Trophy has always been a curse when yeah. if you win it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in 2015, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think the only 2013, the Blackhawks actually won the cup that year, yeah. and they were the President Trophy winners. So it's a, it's a curse sometimes. Yeah. Well, Tampa yeah. Bay is smelling a yeah. repeat, yeah. repeat, I, repeat, right? I don't know if anybody saw the game last night between, um, yeah, I did St. Louis and Colorado. I was just going to say that, Brad. Yeah, that was great. Finish. Colorado jumped out to a three nothing lead. St. Louis tied it up. Colorado went ahead with like two minutes and change to go, and fifty six seconds in the game, St. Louis tied it up again and won it a few minutes into overtime. So yeah. they they're going to go to game six. And Edmonton, surprising to me, surprisingly, has a three one lead on Calgary. I think it's three two now. No, that's three one. Yeah. They're playing we- game five tonight. Oh, yes. I thought they were. The, okay. the other series is 3-2 now, uh, okay. Colorado. Colorado could have clinched it last night. They were on. They almost were on the verge. They could taste it. They are up 3 nothing in the, the third period, I think. And just blew it. Imagine if that win last night sparks the Blues yeah. to, like, uh, even force it to a game seven with the pressure right. on, on the Colorado. Avalanche would be. That's right. Yeah, they, they think they had the, the Stanley Cup already won. That's right. Yeah. Was that game last night played in last night, last night was in Colorado. In Colorado. So, so tomorrow night the, the game six will be in St. Louis. Interesting. Interesting. Right. I don't I, my I, dream is to go to one of the finals in Colorado. That that would be yeah. so great. I'm not counting out the there. Oilers to go all the way. No. Anybody have any predictions? I predict the Rangers in six. Anybody have any predictions? Against Carolina? No, no, the Rangers and uh and, and Carolina. Yeah. What's what's yeah. Fred, what's your prediction? I'm going to go along with you, Michael. I'm going to agree with you. I think the Rangers... They'll have to win tonight's a game run? Tonight? Yes, tonight. Tonight at 7 o'clock. Tonight. And then Saturday Saturday at the Garden, which I... I, Sadly enough, I had to turn down tickets for. Did you? Yeah. I'm going to the Met game. (laughs) Oh, the Mets. You're right, the Mets. You get paid or you're going as a guest? Where? (laughs) You're working in the Met game? No, I'm actually going as a guest. I'm actually going to watch the game. Let's talk I'll about basketball. The, a bit. Ba- ba- basketball in the East. It's a close series, but terrible games. Boston's up three games to two. Yeah. I don't think there's been a lead lead change in this series since uh since game one. I mean, the, the other night I missed the beginning of the game. I put it on. The score is 17 to one. Then started started out. So tomorrow's game six in, in Boston. I think the South, this time I think the Celtics are going to do it. I think they're going to beat Miami. Hmm. And now West. Started. Did, you, did you ever think the Celtics would be in the finals? No. no. That's amazing, right? And, and out, out West, Golden State is shockingly to me won, won the first three games. I thought Dallas would win at least one. I know Dallas won game four, but it looks very much like Golden State. Golden State can clinch it uh, tonight, and I think they will. I think they will. I think Golden State's going to win the whole thing. I think they will. Larry. This this matchup reminds me when the the Celtics took care of the Lakers when they had West, Baylor, and Chamberlain. So I I think the Celtics could very well uh, come out on top. Interesting, interesting. Go ahead, Ron. 
Yeah, both, when, teams are in, both teams have a lot of injuries. I don't know what the yeah. status is for tonight. Who's the guy? The sixth man on on Miami is out. Hero. I don't know if he's. Oh, Hero. Yeah, he's a, game, but he's, he's a he's a he's a big part he's of the team. He's a player, man. He's a big part of the team. He's he's the, he's their Monday version of like like Frank Ramsey was in the yep. old days. Yep. Oh, the sixth man. Ron. He can. He yeah. Can uh, not for anything, but these NBA playoffs they stink. I mean, no yeah. close games. I mean, if you compare <laughs> it to hockey. Yeah, with I the know. overtime and the close game. The basketball is just horrible. It's hard to watch even. It, it's it, not a, it doesn't keep your interest at yeah, all. I'm sorry. Yeah, these these the, conference I, finals. The finals will, I think the finals will be different. It'll be it'll be it'll be a lot a lot closer. Yeah, let's see. Do time. No, it, uh, to, to me, what's very strange is that one team, either Boston or Miami, has come out so flat yeah. in every game. Except for the last game where they were both flat, nobody was scoring. But and, and last that, I mean, it's, by the time I turn it on, it's like one team's got like a twenty-point lead already. Yeah, and last night's yeah. first half was I think it was 42-37 at the half. Yeah, right. Terrible basketball. I mean, yeah, it's pretty unwatchable. Like Ron says, it really is. What uh, else do you have in basketball? Anything else? Anything else? Wait, in four weeks you got the NBA draft. I don't know if anybody's been reading the New York Post. Every day they they talk about it. Another player who could be on the Knicks radar. You see, you know, you'll see, we'll have yeah. to see. I don't know. The please, guys please I never heard. Tell of. me it's no, Russell please. Westbrook. No, <laughs> they're gonna screw I it actually up. I saw what did I see Westbrook's name involved? If they somehow oh it, it was some tr- trade with some I don't know if it was the Knicks. They were talking about oh, no, no. Now I saw his name with a third team had to be involved, and maybe what? it was him. I, I don't know. I saw his name somewhere and bandied about. It. I don't remember where. He's due about forty-three million dollars next year, right? Yeah, That's right. Like that. <clears throat> Got a great agent. Listen, did you hear that the NBA team came out and the, the first time since the mid two thousands? Oh yeah. No yeah. LeBron, no uh, no Curry. Uh, no Durant on the first team. Yeah, Durant was on the second team. I think the was on the West, and but Joel Embiid was not on in the first team. Really? How was that possible? I was. Uh, he was on the second yeah. team. Well, how many games uh, did he miss? Yeah, maybe that's uh, the reason. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He only played well, about. LeBron was put on the third team. <laughs> and and a little more about basketball. The WNBA. I think the Liberty won their first game, and they're now one and five. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oops, All right. Let's go yeah. on to my favorite sport, baseball. Uh, baseball. Uh, with the Mets it, in first place and the Yankees in first place. The Yankees were the first team to reach 30 wins for those I, who keep track on that. But the story is injuries. Yeah. Injuries, yeah. injury. Is that the name of the game? I guess they play to get hurt. <laughs> But they have a forty-man roster. Yeah, yeah. The Grom I heard is took ready to do bullpen sessions, so he may be back. At least uh, he may be pushing it. Yes. Like um, the same like the end of June. The end of June. Yeah, that would I be heard. pretty good. I don't know if they they shouldn't push him. Yeah, Scherzer you won't be seeing till I don't know July. I didn't hear about his and day. all those other injuries. McCann, McGill, McGill may be yeah, back soon. I don't know. The Yankees, oh. all these injuries they recently had. All of a sudden. Yeah. All of a sudden. Like Chad Green, sleeping. you won't see him back till maybe. You won't maybe. see him in 2023 either, probably. I don't well, know. Well, Isaac is hurt now, too. Well, right? Isaac is hurt. Yeah. 
Well, you want well, to know now they put Chapman on the yard. Chapman, tendonitis. What's with What's with Lemayhu with some of his wrists? He has a sore wrist. He might be back. Think of the Yankees, last half full. Who's to say that the Sears and this Marino who pitched yesterday, they're up and coming. Maybe they have the replacement players. And also, who's to say that this is a good chance to see if Andrew Parker shine? And maybe he's yeah. a good outfield. Yeah. Who's to say that the Yankees really? could maintain the uh, re- kind of record that they've been having? The pitching right. staff, you know, the starting pitching is great, you know, when you think of it. Yeah. And uh, Holmes is, is a lockdown relief pitcher. You know, right. they, they still have a similarity to what they had. And what's his name? Stanton, when he's not hitting, he's an extra out. You know, he's hitting. He's hitting. Right? He's hitting pretty well, though. He's hitting yeah. pretty well. Now, now the schedule gets a little tougher for him, though, right? Yeah. Sears, the kid who pitched yesterday. Yes. His reward. Sent down. Was he was sent down to the minors today. Mm-hmm. Right. He was sent down today, you but know, it's you nice know, seeing you know, his family, his girlfriend. You, you know what? What ba- ba- baseball, baseball, and... baseball needs to do what hockey does. Have like a, you know, a thirty-man roster, and but you dress twenty-six. I mean, because you know. I mean, it's it's not a, you're not playing with 26 plays. Four starting pitches and aren't going to play in that game. Right. right. You know, you know, they should they, they should, should really they, they do, should that. do that. Uh, Larry wanted to say something. Grassberg is is pitching in the minor leagues. Finally, we'll see already what happens with him. Who is it? Strasburg. Strasburg. We forgot about that dude. Nationals. Yeah, he's pitching in Fredericksburg this weekend. All right. All right. So, Mark, Fred. Yeah. yeah. Uh, don't don't. Uh, I heard something that is. Doesn't baseball have like a uh, a practice? Not a practice yeah, squad. taxi squad like. I, I think that I thought that was travels for, with a team. I think that's only for road games. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we talk about twenty six man roster, but you're really only playing with 20, 22 guys because four starting pitchers are not going to play in that game. So why why waste that? Why you know to do what hockey does? You have what what does Brown have? Hockey what is I think hockey 21, 22, and you dress 18. You dress 18, two goal and two goalies. Yeah. I mean, baseball. The, um, the, the, the league the Ducks play in, the Atlantic League, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they do is I read the transactions every day on the players, and I see the Ducks starting pitcher who pitched the game before. They make him inactive for the next game. Oh, yeah. They put them on the inactive list. And they bring somebody up who's like uh, like on the taxi squad. They make those changes regularly. That's what I'm saying. You should, you should if you're going to do a 26 man rush, it should be 26 guys who who can play that game. Yeah, and Louis Gill, G I L, he's out. Tommy John, you won't see him. So we'll see. Yes, Gerald. Germain to all of this, I still think it's dangerous for teams to carry only two catchers. Most teams do not have emergency catchers. So what happens in the event that our two Met catchers go down in the same game? What happens? You know, you know who's the emergency catcher? You know, no, no, you know who an emergency catcher is for the Mets? Don't, Don't tell me McNeil. No, Luis Guillermo. <laughs> he told Showalter, if you need oh, really? me in an emergency, I'll catch. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. And, and, It'll and be a Yankees, joke. It'll be a Yankees, joke. It's, but it's, yeah, you're Yankees, right. it's kind of falafel. He came up as a catcher. Kind right. of falafel is right, the catcher. Right. Yeah. And, and talking about catches, in case you didn't know it, the Mets uh, backup catcher, where they brought up Patrick Mazeka, yeah. he switched his number from 76 to four. All right. Did you see that? No. I was so happy yeah. for, the, for the kid that, he, that when yeah. he was called up, 
I like them. Equipment manager says, you want to keep your 76? He says, how about four? Yeah, okay. You know, four looks like a real major league. (laughs) Yeah. I like him. Yeah. 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 Pretty good. Yeah. So uh, other stories, uh, the Mets have these two kids in in AAA called uh, Jake Mangum and Khalil Lee, who came up last year, I believe, for a little bit. Who are ripping up, ripping up uh, AAA Syracuse? So they're there. Of course, when they get to the major league, something happens. Where do they play? Where, what's their position? They're outfielders. Oh, outfielders. Then they have this other guy. He's an infielder. His name. The Mets have this guy, Wyatt Young. I was going to say Erp, not Wyatt. Earp. <laughs> Wyatt Young. He's in AAA now. Now, what? This is late May. He's been this year. A ball. Double A ball, triple A ball. Wow. They moved this dude up in two months to three different uh, leagues. Middle age fielder, 22 years old. He's from Hawaii. And he was a 15th round pick. But they say he's doing fantastic. And here's a trivia question for those who are interested. Mets, Hawaiians. Who else was a Met Hawaiian? Benny Fernandez. Yeah. Sid Fernandez. Sid Fernandez. Fernandez. There is one more. Mike Lum never played for them, did he? No, but Jordan Yamamoto. Yamamoto. (laughs) But that's interesting on that. There are rumors out there. Every day you hear about rumors. The Mets picking up J.D. Martinez for Don Smith. Nick Plummer, another guy, Hayden Senga. I would make that trade. You make that trade if you're the Mets? I would take that J.D. Martinez. He's a hitter. He's not doing that well. Yeah. And we we heard uh, how he said about Frankie Montez. And and the Reds have a pitcher, Tyler, how do you say it? Maley? Mal? M-A-H-L-E? Yeah. Possible trade rumors. And there's rumors that Wilson Contreras could go to the uh, either the Yankees, the Angels, the Mets, the Astros. So that's what makes things interesting. All to have all these different rumors, right? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Last week, the uh, Cleveland and Tight and and the Detroit played a game without <laughs> their managers. Never heard that before. That both teams' managers were away. The, the um, Tigers manager, A.J. Hinch, wasn't feeling well, uh, but he tested negative for COVID. And let's see who else. And uh, Francona, he was out having minor surgery, and he was due back the next day. But both of them played uh, without the managers. Trevor Story, if you've been following his story <laughs> on, on the uh, the Red Sox, you know, he was very quiet the first uh month or so but last week he hit four home runs in two days <laughs> then he hit his fifth home run the next day and one of the home runs if you hear the story a former red yeah. sox was sitting in yeah. one of the seats yeah, in left field Gomes. above the wall he caught the ball johnny gomes yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. i thought that was very interesting yeah and if you're watching the yankees series with the orioles the uh, the Orioles before the series started called up this catcher, yeah, uh, yeah, Rushman, Rushman, Adley Rushman. He right. was the number yeah. one prospect in all of baseball. 
Two years ago, right, number one. Number one. He started really uh, great the first couple of things, games, but he's cooled off now. But, uh, he made a terrible oh. throw yesterday. What's that? He made a terrible throw to second All base. Right. All right. Happens to the best of us. And last week we talked about Albert Pujols pitching in a runaway game. They gave uh, Yadier Molina a chance to pitch, which I thought was good to see Yadier him pitch. He came in with a score 18 nothing. They were winning 18 nothing. And as Fred mentioned last week, it's rare to see someone come in when you're winning by a large score. Usually when you're losing, they put a position player in. Well, he gave up four runs in the ninth inning. And uh, but he doesn't get a save because it was 18 nothing at the game. And also and during the same game, the uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates. They also put a position player into pitch. So that's the first time I've ever <laughs> at it. The winning team and the losing team had position players. <laughs> Pitching. What else happened in baseball? You know, the Phillies have this pitcher, uh, this catcher, Garrett Stubbs. Have you heard yeah. of him? Yes. He was with the Astros last year. He went to the World Series. Uh, anyway. Drafted by the Astros in 15, made the ball club uh, in 19, and he caught last year's World Series. He tributes his bar mitzvah <laughs> to achieving discipline needed to reach his goals. <laughs> Never knew Garrett wow. Stubbs was Jewish. Yes. Born yes. in San Diego to a yep. Jewish mom, a Catholic dad. He's 28 <laughs> years old, raised Jewish. He went to Hebrew school every Wednesday. From the age eight to thirteen, he was commissioned in Southern California, and it's quoted to say with a big party, of course. <laughs> uh, even after his bar mitzvah, um, him and his younger brother CJ went to services on the high holidays with his mom, and of course, Dad okayed this decision to raise him Jewish. Uh, his let's see, the mother wasn't religious. But she was, you know, into the, the holiday services and the holiday meals. And she yeah. felt it was important to raise her children this way. Sounds familiar to a lot of people on this day and age, friends, people you know. Yes. Yeah. Very nice story on that one. Garrett Stubbs. Never knew the dude was a true. Joe Panic retired. Yeah. Right. Oh. Former Giant. Local, local guys, St. John's. St. John's, right? From baseball. He wasn't getting any bites this year. I think he had it. And I didn't know the Tigers have a Daz Cameron, who's the son of Mike, Mike Cameron. Did you know that? Yes. Yes. No, most people didn't know. Remember Mike Cameron, the. Uh, sure. Yeah, center fielder. Center fielder. And I think Definitely. he played right field for the Mets. He had that he was terrible, terrible collision yeah. with, was yeah, it with Beltron? Beltran, yes, yes, yes. and him collided. Terrible, yes, terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but his son is not playing. Didn't wow. think Mike Cameron was that old, but his son's playing center wow. field for the Tigers. How about that? Then a funny story occurred in the um, Met game in Colorado this past weekend. On Sunday, the Mets reliever Jolie Rodriguez was before the game, well, actually, when the game started, he was relaxing early in the game in dead center field in a chair, a hoodie, drinking Red Bull, and a bag of sunflower seeds 
in like center field in the seats, hanging out <laughs> by himself, not with fans around him. Yes, you couldn't sit there, but he was sitting there. A security guard came back and said, you can't sit there. Marking <laughs> <laughs> the batter's right eye. By the way. And he had a leave. Had a leave. I thought that was cool. Go ahead there. Uh, yeah, Larry. Uh, it's called the rock pile. Larry, in, in that's right. Yeah, we should, we should take our hat off to Manny Machado, who's hitting 368. This past week, he had three doubles and a triple in one game. He seems to be on fire. Manny Machado, finally yeah. earning yeah. his money. Let's go on to football. You want to say something? Can I say one thing about baseball? Yeah, though? I, one more baseball. Back. You get I, I really appreciate, and it's thanks to an ex-Met, one of the worst uh, uh, people I've ever, not people, but uh, Terrible from the end for the Yankees last year was their third base coach, Phil Nevin. I've never seen somebody make more mistakes with players rounding third and, and being tossed out uh, coming home. This year's Met third base coach is terrific. And his name is uh, Louis Rojas. And he used to be the Met manager. Oh, oh, oh you mean the Yankee, Yankees former Met. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Very good. About, um, uh, Fred? Yeah, well, on a local note, uh, there was a death in baseball. The longtime baseball coach and athletic director at St. John's, Saint Jack Jones. Kaiser, passed away. He was yeah. 95 years old. Who is it? Jack Kaiser. Jack, Jack Kaiser is the long. He got a lot oh, of guys yeah, in right. the major leagues. Longtime yeah. baseball coach and athletic director at St. Oh, John's. Baseball writer got 101. Yeah. 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 yeah, a lot of people were praising him. Yeah. And then we, we didn't talk about Joe Pignatano passing. That's right. 92, That's years, old. 92 yeah. years old, the last living coach yeah. from the right. Mets 69 right. World Series team. Right. Famous yeah. for growing right. tomatoes at Shea Stadium. Yes. And he also fought yeah. in the war. Okay. He fought in the Korean War. And the, add his name to that list we had there. So good man, Joe Pignatano. Now let's go on to a little football. And Larry, why don't you start with your little football news? Yes, uh, the Washington Commanders acquired the right to purchase 200 acres of land valued at $100 million in Woodbridge, Virginia, for its new stadium. The land is on the 95 corridor, 23 miles from Washington, D.C. But Richmond has not agreed to an amount to subsidize the new stadium. <laughs> On June 16th, I will address whether subsidizing stadiums is justified. Interesting. So why do they want to leave, where are they, FedEx? FedEx yeah, Field? That, that goes on for a, for a couple more years. I 2027, that's in Maryland. But why do they want to leave? Is that ballpark no good? Well, uh, I think they're looking for greener pastures, uh, and the Virginia side is uh, is, is untapped, yeah. and uh, that may be the reason. Okay, thank you for that, Commanders. Uh, what other news we have? Oh, as far as uh, the Jets go, well, of course they signed their uh, third round pick, uh, Jeremy Ruckett, uh, tight end from Ohio State. Longtime fan of the Jets. He's a kid who grew up a Jet fan, and now he's going to play for them. And then I heard today that uh, uh, Beckham, the knee, you know, the, the Jets left tackle, what, Mecky? Mecky? Uh, Be Beckton. Be uh, yeah. Beckton. Uh, yeah, what happened to him? May never play for the Jets again. Why? Well, he's mm. the one who missed 16 games last year. Right. Right, with a bad knee injury. 
He's still having <laughs> trouble with the knee. And a lot of people are predicting you'll never see him again. So let's, they were counting on him. But uh, that's what they're saying right now. good for a while. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. First year. And, and what do you guys think about Colin Kaepernick, that he's going to get yeah. a backup chance with the uh, the Raiders? The back long, o- long overdue. Yeah. Yeah. Might happen. I, agree. I, I wonder if he that. still has it. I wonder if he still oh, has really it. You know well. what I mean? If he does, then it makes sense for the six, team. It's been six yeah. years since he last appeared for the 49ers, right? Yeah. Hard to come back. The Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder if he still has it. Should he be? Should he be allowed to kneel? Anybody? Anybody have a comment about that? <laughs> the world has changed since then. You know that. What's the quarterback Yeah. So the uh, uh, let's hope he comes back. I, I'm rooting for the kid. The kid too. He's not really a kid. How old is he now? How old is Kaepernick? Anyone know? Thirty-five in November. Thirty-five. So that's a good age for a backup. Yeah. <laughs> so people are saying if you watch Red Zone during the season. And you hear, uh oh, Derek Carr just <laughs> went down. He's not getting up. <laughs> Zoom in to the Raider games and watch Colin Kaepernick come in. So that'd be very yeah. interesting. His first appearance when he comes back. The Rooney Rule, they added to it. Did you guys hear about that? Now they're, they're saying the Rooney Rule, you have to interview um, minorities. For quarterback coach coaches on top of head coaches and head and, and coordinators. Now quarterback coaches have to go through the Rooney rule too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Again, I always say this: if if you own something, if you're the boss of your business and you gotta interview someone and someone clicks right away, you know that's oh, yeah. You know, why do the other interviews? Because they say you have to. I, I don't understand. It's fair otherwise to say. I don't know. Give them a the chance. Colts added Nick Foles. He's going to be quarterback in their team, I guess, right? Then another story came out today about the Pro Bowl. What are yeah. they going to do? Maybe you guys have opinions about this all-star game, this which they play in between the, the conference championships and the Super Bowl that dead week. They want to do something during that dead week. And if you saw the Pro Bowl last year, there was no tackling, no blocking. But wasn't the Pro Bowl always played after the Super Bowl? No, they played in between that that week. So, for instance, if you're on the Super Bowl teams, you don't get a chance to play in that game. Those All-Stars don't get a chance to play. Crazy. It's such a problem. So, what's your opinion on this? Because they have some ideas. You guys have any ideas? I have an idea. Why don't they go back to the college? What they used to have in the old days? They play the colleges. They play the college all stars. Who? The the Pro Bowl. The the championship team from last year. The college. The championship. Super Bowl winner would play them. That was they want they want they want to highlight their uh, their all stars, don't they? How do they they do that? I don't know. So an idea was to move away Mm. from the eleven eleven full tackle. And why don't we just do seven on seven? No tackling. They said 17% of the people they surveyed want to see interior linemen. 17%. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for your interior linemen. You know what I mean? I'm playing them, my heart out. 
and I don't get to showcase my skills, but they're not showcasing it. Anyway, they're not blocking hard. They're not tackling hard. I don't know what they want to do. Then they had Chad Johnson. Remember Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco? He said he'd like to see retired players play a little, uh, their own little league of flag football. Mm. <laughs> it's almost like the uh, the network of the battle, start battle of the network stars. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. It'd be good to see Andrew Luck, Julian Edelman, Marshawn Lynch, all playing flag football. It's good for TV, but who cares? <laughs> and Michael Vick wants to come out of retirement. Yeah. You hear this one? Uh, yeah. But not He's to play professional football. Yeah. He plays fan-controlled football. What is that? 41 years old, hasn't played since 2015. Uh, Seven years. We know his story, but fan-controlled football is just like yeah, they, what, yeah, what they want to do here in this uh, uh, seven on seven. There are eight teams. Fans call the play. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Do you know how that yeah. works? Anyone? Nah. No, it doesn't get any TV? Uh, everybody wants a piece of the action. Piece of yeah. the action, man. Yeah. Yeah, didn't Richard Nixon want to call the plays? <laughs> yes. And uh, like we said last week in college, uh, the Pac-12 is going away from um, conferences, championships, the Mountain West Conference, if you, you know what that is, they're eliminating division format for the 2023 season. The two top teams, regardless to what conference they're in, those are the two teams that go on to the championship game. Interesting concept. On that. All right. You guys have any more football news? I guess not. So the, uh, the French Open is going on. Now. Anybody watching the tennis at all? Watching it, no. Watching no one's it. watching the tennis? Osaka, I think, lost. The yeah, first she round, lost right? yeah, she came <laughs> back and played for the first time in a while. And uh, she lost. And uh, Novak uh, Djokovic is number one seed, of course. But, you know, the women's side. I care about the COVID rule. Any of you guys ever follow women's tennis? Sure. Yeah. You do, huh? Can you, name, can you name any of the top five? Well, Ash Barty, but she just Ash Barty's retired. There's a Emma Radnikow. Say it again. Radnikow, Emma Radnikow. Not in the top five. No. I'm reading the list here. I had never heard of any of these. People. Most of them are unpronounceable Slavic names. They're all baseliners who grunt. Craig, Craig Kova, but she's out now. She has COVID, so she's she's last year's winner. She's gone. Paula Badosa. Maria Sakari. It's a little familiar. I, I don't follow women's. I guess I guess I don't follow women. I've never heard of those names. Who's the top American? Got me. Coco Goff, maybe. Ooh. I don't think so. Yeah, no. sure. How about Alicia Keys or what is it? Not Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys. Oh, uh, Madison, Keys. Keys. Madison, Madison Keys. Madison Keys. Madison Keys. Madison Keys. Don't know. There's a sport that uh, we don't know too much about. I can see right here. How about golf last weekend at the PGA when Justin Thomas came back? Yeah. And uh, he the other won guy that. double bogeyed. He yeah. gave it yeah. away. Tiger Woods dropped out the fourth round. Mike was play. bothering him. 
is in trouble. But there was a couple of injuries. Did you hear this one? John Rahm's tee shot on Thursday, last Thursday, was hooked to the left oh, and yeah. hit ESPN anchor Sage Steele in the face. Oh, oh. you're right, right. right. Mm-hmm. The ball traveled 280 yards and hit Steele. At that point, they said 180 miles per hour. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, she held her shot. nose, mouth, and chin area, but walked away for eight. Oh. oh, I guess that was good. And another golfer hit a golfer in the same tourney. So a golfer hit another golfer that same weekend. Aaron Wise uh, was hit in the head by a shot from Cam Smith. Never heard of these people. Wise was playing the seventh hole, and Smith was playing the second hole. But I guess the fairways must have been next to each other. That's exactly how it is. Yeah, Smith's ball it's left the second hole fairway, hit wise in the fairway. Ice was the answer here. Thank well, God. Thank yeah. God. Thank. Ever get hit with a golf ball? I one yeah. time got hit with a golf they're ball. Hard. They're hard. They're Howie, small. you ever play, play golf with us those days in Casino Park? Howie? Yeah. You played with us, right? Well, I don't remember you getting hit with a golf ball. Maybe one of the times you didn't come. I think it was Casino Park. Yeah. It was a raised uh, green. I was on one side of the green. Someone was on the other side of the green. I'm not going to mention the person's name who hit me. (laughs) But I got smacked right in the head. Someone doing a chip shot. I didn't see it coming. Ow. It wasn't a drive, at least. No, 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 no. But a chip shot. Hurt, hurt. I'll bet. I can't imagine. Think about it. when you when you watch these 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 tournaments on TV. The guys, the professionals, are teeing off, and the and the people watching, the spectators, they're lined in That's front right. of the driver. I don't know, 20, 50, 30, 30 yards on either side. God forbid they they flub their shot. You're dead. Hmm. All right. That's all I have. You guys have any trivia questions to add to the show? Who's got trivia? It's time for trivia time here at On the Mark. And let's see how well we do today. Stump us. And we'll go with Howie. I have several. Well, take but they're good. <laughs> okay. Love the chumps. Okay. Wait a minute. <laughs> all right. Time's up. All right. Let's go on. To- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got it. Okay. Okay. Uh, what city what city has all the same uh, sports teams colors? All the, the, the major league sports teams that are in this city have the St. same Louis colors. St. Louis? No. Is it, is it Denver? No. Nope. Oh, Denver? Nope. Give me a hint. It's football. Los Angeles. Hockey. Los Angeles? No. Wow. Seattle? No. The I Knicks, think it was the New York. Ontario. Pittsburgh. It can't be New York because we have two teams. Pitt, the, and- Pirates, the Pirates, the Steelers, and the Penguins. Oh, all the same they're colors. all black and gold. There's no yeah. basketball team in, in Pittsburgh. Used to be. No. Used to be. What else you got? Okay. Who was the only former New York Giant to ever play for the Mets? Other than 
Mays? Other than Willie Who? Mays. The only baseball. former New York Giant <laughs> ever played for Mets. Dave Kingman. No. New York Giants. New York Giants. New York Giants. Spahn. Warren Spahn. Al Worthington. Monty Irvin. He was a utility infielder. I think he played second base. Chuck Hiller? Chuck Hiller? No. Not New York Giants. Initials EB. What? Eddie Brissou. Eddie Brissou. Right. Eddie Brissou. Wow. Okay, yeah, one more. That's right. Who was the last New York Yankee pitcher to lead the American League in earned run averages? This is a toughie. You got to go back. Yeah. Louis Arroyo. No, earned run average. <laughs> Ron Guidry. Guidry. In that era. It wasn't Guidry? Late 70s. Ed Figueroa. No. That'd be after Gidry then. It was a 1980, by the way. 2.46 earned run average. Oh, Billy Martin you. didn't like him. What else is new? <laughs> wow. No, that's, that's too much after RM. that. RM. RM? McDowell? No. Rod. No. no. M. Pitcher. M. RM. Uh, Rob. <laughs> Robert. Robbie. Ready? Roger. Rich. Yeah. Rich Monteleone. Rudy May. Rich Monteleone. Rudy May. Blast from the past. Wow. He's had a great season. That's I guess. He's having a great season. All right. Why didn't Martin yeah. like him? Uh, I forget. He, he, <laughs> you know, he had his favorites. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go on to uh, Gerald. Who was the youngest pitcher to start an All-Star game? By the blue. No. Matt Harvey. No. Rutgers guy. I couldn't. Mark Fidrich. I'll tell you the year. Fidrich was a little older. The, the year was 1959. 59. 59 or 69? 59. 59. 59. I wasn't even born yet. 59. <laughs> uh, what what team was he with? Baltimore. Jim Palmer. Palmer. Raleigh Bunker. No. It wasn't Palmer? No. And, and oh, 59. Dave McNally. No. No, 59. Initials, initials JW. JW? Uh, Jerry Walker? Yes. Oh, okay. That's good, Mark. Wow. Oh, very good, yesterday. All right, Michael. All right, the 2012 Chris Kreider scored five goals, and it's a record that he still holds. What is it about the five goals that he scored that he still holds? And he stole it, he scored them in the Stanley Cup against the Devils. Unassisted. Power play or power play goals? Was that power play? No, 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 shorthanded. <laughs> no, nope. the same period, actually. Hmm. Amazing. That nobody really knows that, that I know, but uh, you trivia people should figure it out. Ron, you don't know. Yeah. No, your team. Uh, 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 five in the same period. Five goals. All right. He comes. All right. The Rangers are in the Stanley Cup. He was from Boston College, and he comes to the Rangers. He scored all five goals in the Stanley Cup playoffs, 
And that's the most goals anybody's ever scored in the Stanley Cup playoffs who never played a game in the regular season. Mm. Interesting. All right, Fred, go ahead. This, excuse me. This year, uh, Peter Lonzo had 40 RBIs in the Mets' first 44 games. To be the second player to have that many RBIs in 44 games. Who was the first? As I a Met or right. anybody else in the world? Not. In the Mets, but a Mets, sorry, but a Mets. Mets. 40 RBIs in 44 games. Day, and I forgot it already. It was in the, it was in the post. That's where I got yeah. it from. Oh. <laughs> I forgot it already. 40 RBIs and... I don't even remember it because I wrote it down. What era? When? 1990s. 1990s. Who was the... God, wait, 90. You better give us more hints. He, he, he was not an original Met. He was acquired in the trade from another National League team. The 1980s. Wow. 90s. 90s. Well, 1990s. How could he be original Met? When I say original, I mean, he came up with it and didn't come up with the All Met. right. That's okay. What I meant. okay. That's what I meant. Not so an original. He wasn't an original Met. Um, Sean Green. But who, who did some? I thought I heard somebody say yeah. Stuart. Stu, who did you say? No, no, no. no okay. Not you want sure. me to give you initials? Yeah. yeah. BG. B. B. G. BGs. Right. Uh, BG. Right. G. We don't know. I don't give up. Got they got it from the Cardinals. Cardinals. Oh, oh, I can't think. Wait, Cardinals. Cardinals. B G. Yep. Oh, Bernard Gilkey. That's yeah. right. Uh, yes. Bernard Gilkey had that many RBIs. Yeah. Yeah. Nineteen ninety-six. I, don't know where I got that one out of. Nineteen ninety-six. B G gave it to you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, what pitcher played in both leagues for sixteen years? Hit the only career his only career home run in a World Series game. Hmm. Mm. His combined 16 years, played in both leagues, but he hit his only career home run off Bob Gibson Ooh. Mm. in 1968 Diva. World Diva. Series. Oh. Oh. Mickey, Mickey Lolich. Mickey Lolich. Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, we're up to, oh, Stephen, go ahead. What player had eight consecutive seasons with 120 RBIs or more? Hmm. Got to be a Hall of Famer. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Lou oh. Gehrig? That's it. Lou Gehrig, huh? Very oh. good. <laughs> I don't know. Were the goings easier back in those days? I don't know. <laughs> right, let's go with the games. Michael, then we'll go with Gerald. Michael. What very famous NFL football owner once played for the New York Yankees? Oh, wow. Football uh, hmm. owner. An NFL owner? No. Owner once played for the Yankees. John Elway. <laughs> no. An owner. That's a good guess. Actually, that's a good one, right? Elway. Yeah, they never really played. This guy he really owned. Did he? He's part owner. Yeah. Oh, one of the initials. Uncles. Yeah. 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 G H. George Hallis. George Hallis. George Hallis. Right. Oh, that's uh, 
Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, Gerald. The player who had the most runs batted in in the season as a leadoff hitter. Ricky Henderson. No. Bobby Bonds. No. No. Hmm. What team? Brady Anderson. No. No. <laughs> How about Aaron Hicks? No. Oh, no. You can have him. <laughs> Pete if Rose. I give you the team, I'll give it away right away. Oh. Pete Rose. No. No. I give the team. Colorado Rockies. Oh. Uh, the Mayo? No. 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 With the Colorado Rockies. Todd Elton. No. Arenado. No. He never let how about, off. How about Bichette? Dante Bichette. No. He never let off. That a little shortstop. I forgot Harry his story. I'll give you two more hints. Yeah. <laughs> Initial CB, and he did it in 2017. And Mike, you should know this. CB. Oh, CB. Berkman. No, that's LB. Oh, man. CB. I'll give you another hint. Charlie Blackman. Yes. Oh, yeah. Charlie Blackman. Oh, 103. Oh, God. 103 RBIs. 103 RBIs in 2017. That's pretty good. Alito. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They love him. That's funny. So all of these players, they love and and they lose them. They love LeMahieu. They love the chat. They love, they right now, they love Black and then they lose them. Yeah. (coughs) Who else? (coughs) Okay, Joe. The only St. Louis Brown player to win an MVP award. Eddie Goodell. No. Roy Sisler. <laughs> George Sisler. George Sisler, 1922. Very good. Excellent. Uh, Very good. Is he the Hall of Fame, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so. <laughs> oh, I got one. Go ahead. All right, you got Okay, only five players have hit a hundred or more home runs for three different teams. Okay, a hundred or more home runs for three different teams. Two of them are Hall of Famers. Who are they? Jim Tomey. Tomey's right for Cleveland, the Phillies, and the White Sox. Vlad Guerrero. Reggie Jackson, right? Uh, Yankees, Angels, and A's. Richie Allen. Nope. I don't think he played for three teams. The other, those are the only two that are in the hall. The other three Kingman? are in the hall. What? Dave Kingman? No. Oh. Would you, put him in, would you put Dave Kingman in the Hall of Fame? No, it's at the one who's not in the Hall of There's Fame. There's three more who aren't in the Hall of Fame. Three more who are not in the Hall of Fame. One is going to be voted in, I think, next year. He's eligible. Adrian Beltre. Adrian Beltre. Adrian Beltre. Right. Oh, wow. did, did Fred McGriff Texas. play for? Did Fred McGriff play for three game, three teams? He might have, but in no. three home, home runs. No. The no. other two are uh, one guy played for uh, Detroit, the Giants, and Atlanta. Detroit Giants and Atlanta. Yeah, outfielder. Oh. Hmm. Wow. Initials D. E. Carol Evans. Carol Evans. 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 You got it. And the other one is pretty obvious. The home runs for at least three different teams. Good. 
the guy we love and love to hate. Not Daryl Strawberry. No. No, give me initials. That's Yanks, wait. AR. AR. Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Who was the third team? I was thinking of him, but I figured it was Seattle, only... Texas, and the Rangers. Seattle, and the Yankees. Oh, Seattle. And the Yankees. Oh. Thanks. Charlotte, right. 700 home runs. All right, we're almost there. Uh, Gerald. This one I may, I may have previously mentioned. Who was the only player who played for the Boston, Boston Braves, the Milwaukee Braves, and oh, the yeah. Atlanta Braves? Del Crandall. No. Ed- Eddie Matthews. Eddie Matthews. Eddie Matthews. Eddie Matthews. Oh. Yeah. He was good. Yeah. yeah. Old famous. Anybody else have a question? Nope. All right. Everybody. We're gonna... So, so uh, what's the matter there, Al? We're going to call it. We're going to call it. That's it. All right, guys. I'm going to call it then. Uh, See? <laughs> so don't forget next week we have the special guest. Try to come on on time. I don't know when Michael's gonna do it, either early or 4:30 or four o'clock. I'm gonna give him a call next week and uh, he'll be our special guest. And uh, depending on how, how long he talks and how long we're involved with him, we'll determine what happens after. So all okay. our specials might be on hold, or we may have time for all our specials. We'll see the all special people talk rather than me. Right. We'll <laughs> see the, the announcement about Harrelson was the manager of the Ducks. Yeah, was. Not anymore. No, no, not now. No, no. What, what are you saying? I'm saying, I'm asking, was he the uh, announcer when Bud Harrelson was the manager of the Ducks? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, you'd ask him. Ask him. Tell him when he came uh, in. What's the matter? What about the Royal Wave? Anybody here do the Royal Wave? The Royal Wave? What's Royal the Royal Wave? wave? It's the Royal Wave? Queen. Well, you go wave goodbye to everybody on the stream. And guys, have a great week. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Hey, you too, Mark. Mark. Mike knows the barbecue grills. And hopefully next Thursday, I'll have uh, hot water in my house. Pray for me. Thank you, Mark. Take care, guys. Uh, nice prairie. show, boys. Um, nice, nice talking to you for yeah, the last hour. You can take a shower here Mark. if you want, Mark. <laughs> Just have to drive. On my way. Yeah. On my way. Take care, boys. Take have care. Have a good one. You too. Take care, Ray. <laughs>